Hey community members, welcome to another episode. I am so happy to have you here. But before we start, I just want to let you know, my name is Leah Biscardi and I'm the host of the show. And as always, I'm always looking for people that need help with their product photography. So don't hesitate to reach out to me personally, Leah, L-I-A, at Coda C photoco.com. It's my new website and I'm happy to have you here. So let's get to it. I might be distracted by that. Hey David, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Despite the fact that it's April and we're getting a little bit of snow up here in Montreal. So, you know, that's Canada for you. Yep. The downsides of living close to the North Pole. <laughs> Okay, maybe not that close, but yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> they can keep um, their snow in April. So um, I just want you to introduce yourself and let my audience know who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Excellent. So like, like you said, my name is David, David Spinner. Uh, I live here in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, what a wonderful city it is for most of the time of the year. Uh, I am a college professor as my full-time gig teaching in the field of social services. Uh, which is, you know, social work prior to getting a bachelor's in social work is, is how I explain it. It's a technical degree. And our, my students go out there and they work once they graduate from a system that's only unique to Quebec, which is called CGEP. CGEP is the equivalent of grades 12 and first year university to the, the rest of the North American uh, educational world. In addition to that, I do some consulting on the side, which is focused on taking self-awareness of your communication preferences, the awareness of others and, and their styles of, of communication, and then being able to adapt and connect. So we use our own profile system that's called Dynamics. The name of the company that I consult with is called Peak Performance 2. And the Dynamics profile, similar to that of others that, that you know, common ones that everybody knows, like DISC, Myers-Briggs, Insights, and so forth, um, we use a four color system, different than, than letters or numbers. And it's based on Carl Jung's theory of personality. So introversion, extroversion, thinking and feeling. And then also we assess sensation and intuition. One of our more unique things that we do assess is what we call the key indicators of success. And to me, that's the most exciting part is because it really looks at the behaviors you actually perform in your job. And then when we run our workshops, we have um, our, the, the participants look at, okay, what do you do in your job versus what do you prefer in terms of your communication styles? And, and really the end result is overall, you get a, a more productive workplace, you get higher morale, you have teams that know each other better, and you have HRs that, that will put teams together, sometimes knowing the communication styles. So if you have someone who's really a very data-driven person, you might need somebody to complement that with somebody who's a little more creative. So those are opposites, but if they work together and know that they're opposites, they can really complement each other because they could fill in the gaps in their styles. So that's my consulting side of, so when we work with small businesses, medium businesses, large businesses, um, we'll work with leadership groups. We'll use this color system for sales teams, right? Getting to know your customers. So if you can recognize who your customer is, and sell to them the way they want to be sold to, you're going to, you're going to be more successful in your sales approach, right? So for example, again, if you're looking at somebody who's 
um, more creative and they want to know more of how that product is going to impact their clients, well, you're going to talk to them like that versus if they want numbers or if, if the actions are more important, then you'll talk to them like that. Or if you need to be more empathetic and, and tap into that side. So we teach, we teach the, the participants how to um, use their communication preferences and recognize that of others. Well, like when I talk to um, people about their ideal client, they're like, what do you mean? Like, cause I work with a lot of product-based businesses. Like, I just want to make sales. I just want to sell to people who cares who my ideal client is. And that's where you guys come in and you're like, well, if you know who your ideal client is, then when you're posting on all the social media platforms, you're talking to them and they scroll through your post. They're like, oh my God, that sounds like me. Maybe I should do some research on this product and maybe see how it helps. And that's why reels are really important for people like me. I'm a visual learner. So I love watching videos and, and seeing how things are made and asking questions about it. And then there's other people, like you said, that are data-driven. They want to see the, the stats on things. So when people post exactly. like- percent of people love to see things that are colored purple then you're going to post more things that are purple because they fit your ideal client so that's why i think that's important that you guys are consulting with businesses because you're helping internal and external because like you said people getting to know each other i know as a former teacher i did the same thing with my students if my students were very linguistic and like to talk, then I'm not going to give them an opportunity not to talk because they really need to talk to each other and work through a problem. Or if they're really visual, um, I'm going to give them a project that they can draw things and create things and hands-on stuff. Because if they do something they love, it increases the productivity and their learning. Absolutely. And you really, you hit it really well in that sometimes we know our audience. Therefore, we can tailor our emails, our presentations, our, our social media posts, our conversations to our audience. Sometimes we don't. And when we don't, and this is, some, this is a workshop we also work on, is we, we will teach people how to give a presentation by touching on all four of the quadrants of the personality profile. So we will have, you know, how do you put a, give a presentation that's data-driven, action-oriented, you know? people focused as well as creativity focused and then you covered all four of the quadrants that we use in our profile so it's so important because again if you're giving it to a wide range you want to be able to appeal to everybody but if you know who you're targeting who your ideal audience is then you might be more like oh i need people who are data driven so i'm going to be stats oriented i'm going to be very organized i'm going to be very structured you know, I am the opposite of all that. You know, I'm a very dominant yellow person. So I'm an extrovert feeler. I'm spontaneous. I'm creative. Um, so, so I'm not always going to be the person who's going to go ahead and plan a list of questions going into an interview or something like that. I'm going to go with the flow. So that, that's kind of like, you, you know, and, and what happens in the workplace often is you have this conflict that comes up. Because if I'm that spontaneous whatever person, and then you want to, you have to deal with somebody who needs an agenda and a plan all the time, well, you're going to butt heads. And, yeah. and one of the story, one of the stories I share, it's more personal uh, life. And this is the beauty of our profiles that, and we do offer family dynamics workshops as well for families to communicate better. Is that you can take the information that you learn about yourself and use it anywhere. It could be in your personal life. It could be with your friends. It could be with your parents. And so my story is that. 
my brother is, and he did the profile. He's a very, very high blue person, meaning he's an introvert and he's a, a thinker. He's all about numbers, all about planning, all about organization. And it was multiple weeks prior to a family trip when we were heading off to uh, Cedar Point in Ohio, in Sandusky, Ohio, the amusement park. And he has kids, I have kids. And a couple of weeks prior to, he's, he told me or suggested that I take my kids, we look at the map of the park, and then let's decide which rides we're gonna, they're going to go on. And I would like, and my response, being the spontaneous whatever person, go with the flow, is we're not going to do that. We're going to just kind of get there and follow you know, the trail. If the line is short on this line ride, we're going to go to that ride. And if it's on that ride, we're going to go on that ride, right? We're not going to necessarily have a list of the rides and what order we're going to go on and so on and so forth. So it's, it, it's a very good story to illustrate the dichotomous uh, nature of the blues and the yellows and then the other opposites are great red and green They're, those are opposites right so your red is your extroverted thinker who's very action oriented they want to know deadlines and they want to know like okay straight to the point conversations and then your greens are your empaths your your very loyal people friendly they want consensus they don't like conflict at all right so like example there would be like email writing you know, you have your people who start their email with, oh, hi, Leah, uh, hope you had a really nice weekend. How's the dog? How's the family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then you get to the point. And some people are like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what did they want from me? Yep. Right? So again, someone, someone like that who's really empathic, who likes to have that conversation, if they receive an email from, from their red, from their opposite, they'll be like, so rude. They didn't ask about my weekend. You know, they just got straight to the point, right? So it's, it's interesting when you don't understand that, but when you learn about these things, you learn to accept the person's communication preference and you don't create conflict, you just go with it. And if you, you, know, you, want, you want to appeal to their preferred style. Well, and that's where like, for me, I'm the only person in my business. And now I hired a VA and my VA has to like, I have to know how she works so that she can work efficiently because- a lot of her work is done solo, independent. I just have to keep checking on her to make sure it works. But also in my relationship, yeah. like I'm a very loud person. I like to have my week scheduled on Sunday. I, I like to know what I'm doing the rest of the week so that I can fill in gaps if I need to. Whereas my boyfriend's very like, go with the flow. He'll be like, you know, we should go out to dinner tonight. I was like, I can't, I have to do this at this time at that at that time. So <laughs> when you talk about that, it's very like, it's the same thing with our families. Like my mom is very detail oriented. That's where I got it from. And my dad's really go with the flow and they've been married a while. So I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, but like my boyfriend's family, they're both go with the flow sort of type things. So like, we're going tonight, actually, all out to dinner, my boyfriend, me, his family, and my family, and trying to coordinate that. His family's like, oh, just pick a date, pick a time, we'll be there. And my mom's like, well, we can't do it this day. We can't do it this day. So like, <laughs> yeah, I totally exactly. understand why that. And if you bring it into the business aspect, if you have a business partner, so say I had someone that was doing the marketing and I was just doing the photography. Well, communication is important because if I'm detail oriented and they're just 
um, see their pants. They just want to be spontaneous about marketing. Let's do a pop-up here. Let's do this. But we don't discuss it. It may cause more of an issue because we may double book or we might not serve our clients well. So like, even if you're just working by yourself, you have to also think about your clients because if your clients are not flexible, but you are, then you have to kind of figure out okay, well, if they work really well on these days, then I need to make sure these days stay open and I can't just spontaneously do something because I really want to help them or serve them on that day because that's when they're most productive. Exactly. And that's why it's so, our system is really nice because while you're learning about yourself in the workshops, we also have the opportunity to teach you how to recognize the, the, the qualities of, of the different types of pers personality, the different types of communication styles in others. And then when then we go through, that's the, like kind of the middle portion. And then at the end we talk about, okay, so now what do you need to do in order to adapt to their style, right? Some people you need to talk a little slower just because that's the way they process things. There's some people you can talk quickly and they're gonna accept it because they wanna just get to the point. You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty quick talker sometimes and, and it could get me in trouble or being a spontaneous person could be, mean that crap. Oh, I don't, um, you know, I apologize for anybody who doesn't like that word, um, but I don't, uh, you know, I don't get a reservation at a restaurant, you know, something like that, right? Because I decide the last second, oh, let's go for dinner tonight. And sometimes, you know, if it's really busy, especially these days, everybody's now flocking back to restaurants. Um, sometimes you're lucky and, and sometimes you have to, you know, talk to the person. And, and that's an example. I was going out for supper. We were like five of us at a relatively new opening, a new restaurant, of a, a restaurant that exists in our, in our city, but it was a new, a new location attached to a shopping center. And so you can imagine January pretty busy. And, you know, we wanted dinner at a prime time, seven o'clock, as a lot of people did. And they didn't have any reservations when you went on their online system. So I actually went into the restaurant and the guy was able to accommodate us at six, which was fine, but he was moving mountains. But you would you don't get that if you don't go in person, right? right. But that's that's a consequence of being a spontaneous person. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you you, you miss out, and that's you know that's the risk taking side of that that yellow person, if you will. So you were talking about you have kids, which I've known about for a while. So how does that spontaneity affect your parenting style, like? Or how does that differ? Because I don't have kids, so I like can be spontaneous, but I'm not. So how does, because you don't want to change your personality because that's who you are, but how does that impact your being a father? Oh, that's a great question. I love that because I never really thought about it. I just kind of go with the flow as a parent, you know, um, certain things. It, it's actually very different. One thing I will say is when you look at my my color profile. So everybody has a little bit of each color in them. So nobody's uniquely one color. Some people will be dominant in four colors, meaning that they're over 50% in all four colors because each color, when you fill out the profile is on hundred percent. So my, my lead color is yellow. Like I said, it's I'm a hundred, I'm about 86% yellow, but every other, other three is above 50%. What that means is, is that as an individual, I can, uh, I could be more flexible than someone who may have, let's say a blue that's 12%. That person then struggles with that data and planning. So if I need to, I could be a good planner. And, 
And that's what leads me to my parenting side of activities. I mean, I have kids that my, my son's into hockey. My daughter plays a sport called ringette. I'm not sure if your audience will know what that is, but <laughs> think hockey with a ring and sticks without blades. There's all sorts of intricate rules, but it's on ice, you're on skates, there's goalies, there's players the same way, except the equipment's a little different and a few different rules. And it's, it's, it's generally only played by girls hmm. um, in terms of the organized leagues. So that keeps me super busy between practices and games and running and going and doing so. So I do have that set of organizational skills. And when it comes to the kids and being on time for school, they're on time all the time. So being a spontaneous person, when it comes to, oh, this is what we're going to do when on the weekend, when they're with me, that's one thing. But when I have to keep a schedule, uh, I'm generally very on time. And I actually hate being late, which is kind of uh, uh, contradictory to being a spontaneous person in that sense. Yeah. So that that is unique. I just always think like, because a lot of entrepreneurs that like, for example, my mom, my mom's um, in her 50s, obviously. I have a brother, but we're both grown. We live on our own. So it's not like she has to take us to soccer practice or take us to baseball practice. She doesn't have to rely on us um, anymore. But there is those people in between where have those teenagers or those toddlers where they're trying to run a business, trying to keep a schedule, but then something happens. Like um, the school calls and your son is sick and you got to pick him up. And then that runs into your after work meeting. So it's different than a nine to five because a nine to five, you could be like to your boss, if they're a nice boss, be like, Hey, I need to pick up my sick kid from school. I'll be right back. And you just jump back into it. But when you're an entrepreneur and you are a very planny person, and then all of a sudden things just blow up, how can people deal with that? That's the thing for me, like when plans change, I'm just lost it. I'm like, okay, this day shot, it may be 10 a.m., but it's shot. But that's where probably I think the colors where you're talking about, there are a percentage of this color, a percentage of this color, but in a work environment, say you have a team of five and one of the teammates has to go pick up their son at school. Is it important that all the rest of them know how to handle that beforehand or know that person's color so they can help? Or do you think it's just more of like, they'll just pick up the slack because they're a good team? No, well, I, I think what makes a good team is good communication, right? And right. not just because it's the area I focus on, but I, I do, I'm a firm believer of, of good communication. And, and so, by understanding your team's colors and, and when you do like offices or cubicles or whatever we actually give out uh soft uh, lego blocks in the in the colors and we always encourage the, the participants when they get back to their office to take their lego blocks and put them in the order of which your colors fall in so that when someone comes into your office if they don't and we we give out sheets where it shows all the team members and what their colors are and so on and so forth but nobody really walks around with that but if I walk into your office and I see that, oh, you have red on the top, on your top of, of your Lego uh, stack, then, then I know that you're going to be someone who I want to get to the point to. I'm not going to come into your office and be like, oh, I'm going to have a seat. We'll chit chat about life. And, you know, we're just going to be like, all right, this is the project we're working on. Right. So if someone has to um, extricate themselves from the day for being sick, kid sick, whatever it is. You know, I, it, that doesn't connect so much as much as it's, you know, what's the team's attitude around that? 
And that, that's a whole other story, right? If it's like, oh, I understand it. I get it. You know, Jane had to go to pick up a child. I have a child. I understand. You know, it, it's very easily said that, oh, if there's something that Jane needs to do, if we're a good cohesive team that communicates well together, I'm going to be able to take Jane's part and, and we're going to be able to work on it together, right? But if, if not, then, you know, if you don't know what Jane is doing and you're working in a, and she's working in a silo, then, then any team's going to be in trouble, no matter how good your communication is, right? That's just a sign of poor communication and, and maybe poor understanding of, of the roles. So I don't know if the colors really would tie into kind of that scenario per se. Um, but, you know, if, if Jane had to leave because, you know, because she had to go pick up her child from school, um, you know, the, the person who's a high yellow would probably be more understanding of that and, and recognize it, right? Because they can then pick up the slack because they're more spontaneous. They're, they're more creative they're more risk-taking. Whereas the person who's, who needs to plan and needs to, you know, they, they may have a little sticker shock there, if you will, or, or whatever term it would be to be like, what do I do? What do I do? There might be some panic because I didn't have a plan for this. Right. And, and that's where the challenge may come in. So you may not ask the, the high blue person to take over that task that Jane would, you may go to the person who's more leading with the yellow. And that's where like, being a solo entrepreneur where that freaks me out because like yes i have a va but i would be like okay if i need to do a photo shoot and i double booked myself by accident even though i'm really planned oriented and i put it in my calendar but it didn't like sync with this calendar and this calendar that's where i'm like oh man what am i gonna do and i think that's where where that's mindset work so what I would have to do is like knowing that for the future, because it can happen to anyone at any certain time if I knew who I was. So if I knew I was very detail oriented and I can't be spontaneous, but I one day there's a double booking. That's where knowing myself is really important because I would have like a plan in my head. Like, okay, if I double book, I got to just evaluate all the details that are coming. Okay, how important is this client compared to this client? where it'd probably be different for yellow because you probably wouldn't freak out. You'd be like, okay, this is fine. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work where I'm freaking out. So how do you think, Yeah. what do you guys teach people about those scenarios or is this something they have to do on their own? Well, we'll ask, you know, we'll get an understanding even before the workshop comes to, to, to fruition, you know, we'll, we'll meet with the key, the key leader who's kind of the decision maker on the team you know, what do they want to get out of it? Like, there's no set agenda before any meeting. We have an idea. We know the flow of what we want to go, but we can pick and choose the topics that we're going to cover. You know, the key piece is going through the profiles, because like, the profile itself is a 30-page booklet that you get. We have, you know, PDF versions and as well as physical copies that you get. We don't go through every detail of it, but we highlight the key components. And we highlight, you know, the pages and, and, and we look at what, what some of the top, skills that each member of the team brings and we play and it's very interactive it's not just like me lecturing to 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 the audience um we, we have a little card game which we've now gone digital about where you get to guess what do you think the colors are of your teammates right and that's really important so i think um kind of probably a little off topic from the question itself because I, I could ramble about this forever and a day but we do focus on how 
adapt even within a team, right? And so how do you shift gears if you need to? And I, I think that covers a little bit, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about like, you know, again, not everybody can do that so well, right? Like you said, you, you would freak out um, of, oh no, I double book myself. You know, whereas like sometimes I, I, I do it fairly often sometimes because I don't necessarily consult my calendar and I tried using some of those booking apps and I, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. You know, I'm pretty technologically, uh, aver- uh, you know, uh, not averse, the opposite, uh, capable, but there's times where like sometimes I just struggle with these apps and it's like, all right, so now am I double booking? I'm not double booking. Is it covering all my calendars? Because I'm multifaceted. I have like, so I have my personal calendar, my teaching schedule and meetings that go along with that. And then I have the consulting work and, and then, the, you know, I have a podcast that I also do. So scheduling that. So sometimes I do double book myself and then it's like, all right, no panic. Where can I shift people and so on? But that's me because that's where my communication preference lies. The person that's more on the introverted side, and especially that introverted thinker, those 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 that lead with blue, um, they'll they'll have a little bit of a, a harder time with that because they like a plan, and when there's no plan in place, you know they get they get nervous. Yeah, and so that's- it, it, yeah, it's teaching that that kind of that shift. It's teaching that ability. How do you adapt and connect? And some people are 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 better at it you know some people are more chameleons as we like to say in in the workshops yeah I'm not and that's what I learned about myself like obviously I've not gone through your training but as a teacher I had to learn who I was so that I know what students I would match with and what students I would butt heads with so that I would be prepared for that and I think that's why being a teacher um I I taught seventh through twelfth so it's a little bit different than the college setting. They're not very independent. They rely on you a hundred percent. So you have to be like prepared for every little thing. And when things go wrong, I was like, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And I do the same thing in my business. Like if someone cancels a meeting and I'm just thinking like, oh my God, do they not like me? What did I do wrong? And that's just a mindset thing that people go through, especially if that's their personality. And I think that's what leads to a lot of people quitting businesses or um, not being able to pivot in a business or burning themselves out in a career because they are set in their ways or their personality and they don't know that they could just shift their mindset. It's not about completely changing who you are. It's more about being able to accept who you are and then learning how to change the outcome of what's happening of what you can control i guess absolutely you know and and again being a teacher i I hear you and and you touched on something that that's interesting because like we we actually ran our workshop with with my colleagues we all did it right and it, it because i teach in a field that's highly empathic right we have a lot of social workers that are are on the staff and in our department and so we have a lot of high greens in there and meaning that they're introverted and they're they're feelers you know they want consensus they want everybody to be happy they're very caring and and all those things and um what's challenging is when we have a department meeting and an agenda and this is where my like my high red like we got to get through a few things and i'm i'm a co-chair of my department and my my co-chair is is a high green like she's very empathic and and i'm a little more spontaneous but i also have like i said earlier i have that ability to okay let's move things along let's move that business side along because 
because I, I have that business degree as well. So that that helps. But then I'm sitting back and there's a lot of I need to be heard. I need to be I need to talk forever and ever. When you only have a two hour window, that doesn't work so well. Right. Yep. So it, 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 we, we often don't get through our full agenda. So you can, as you can imagine. So and, and for me, it, it, it is frustrating as a chair. I get a little frustrated with that. But I've learned that this is my team and I and I just kind of take a deep breath, sit back. And, and sometimes it's like, no, we have to cover this. So, okay, guys, let's move along. And maybe if we have time, we'll circle back to it, right? But sometimes it's it's just, you just don't get to it because there's a lot of chit-chatting going on and everybody needs their voice heard. And, and that's okay. Like it's, it, it's perfectly fine when you have the ability to do that, right? And that's where the, 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 the high greens, and I talked about how yellow and blue will butt heads the green and the reds will butt heads in that situation, right? Where a red is, okay, let's get through the, pro let's go through the agenda. And the greens are like, but, but, but I have more to say about this topic. Okay, we don't have time, right? So. So as we get to the end of the episode, um, kind of summarize for us the importance of knowing not only yourself, but your team. Why is this important for life? Why is this important for business? Why is it important for good communication? So the, that's, that's the foundation of what we do, right? So, you know, by knowing yourself, first of all, self-awareness is, you know, it's, a, it's of utmost importance in every aspect of your life, being aware of who you are and what you bring to the table, whether it be in a conversation, in a work environment, um, whether it be to the physical table with your family, uh, whatever it might be, is what, what do you bring there and how do you communicate and how does that, your communication style impact others? Right. So if you're very action and to the point, it's very abrupt. So so that's really important. But being aware of others now allows you to tailor your style when you learn the tips and tricks of how to switch up a little bit and and speak to the person in their language, so to speak. Then now what you're doing is there's going to be a higher morale because now that person is feeling like you get them. You understand. Right. And, and vice versa, that person will have to reciprocate that to you when they need you to get moving on something and so on. So now you have higher morale. And then what we know for sure is that when you have a higher morale within a team, you have higher productivity, right? You have higher productivity, you have less burnout, you have um, you know, retention in terms of employees. You know, In this time with the great resignation, uh, as, as everybody's been saying over and over and over and over again, maybe too much so if you ask me, but um, this time, you know, employers need to find ways to keep their employees and and by by putting it together a harmonious team that can communicate well together that can be productive that can ac feel accomplished and that they're not spinning their wheels because instead of working on a project they're fighting over on how to work on the project you know it, it's, a, it's a much better workplace and so you put all that together and it, it just makes for for greater work satisfaction life satisfaction and and then like i said you take that and all that knowledge that you have and you bring it to your family well couples can be you know better off because they're communicate better maybe we could lower the divorce rate from whatever it's at now it's only like 60 percent down to 50 or 40 uh you know when you communicate with your kids like even your kids have communication preferences and their styles are, are could be very different from yours you know it's and so um, while your preference stays solid over time, usually it's pretty consistent, you can learn to adapt. And that's what's nice is if you can learn to adapt, 
then you're going to be successful again as a parent um, and as uh, yeah, as a as a spouse, as a employee. In all aspects of your life, you can really take that. You know, we even use it for like things like, and this is a bit of an aside, but like someone who's going into a job interview. Imagine knowing not when, soon as the conversation starts with the with the interviewer, and you're you're the one being interviewed. If you know that person's style, you're going to answer their questions and the way they want to hear you. You're going to more likely have a higher chance of getting the job because they're hearing you the way they want to be. They want to hear. They want you want to talk. If they're a numbers person, and you answer with stats and information, that's great. You know, and we teach you. You could recognize that within like two minutes of a conversation of what type of person they are. Which is completely interesting to me because you. It, sometimes it takes years for people to get to know each other if they don't ask the right questions. So it's amazing to me to think that just a couple of minutes and you know exactly who that person is. Well, every time someone meets me, they know I'm really loud and um exciting and animated and all that but they don't really know deep down who I am until they ask the right questions so I really appreciate you being on today and um with all of our guests um just a reminder to our audience all of their information will be in the show notes so if you want to reach out to David and just ask him questions or listen to his podcast all of his information will be in the show notes well thank you for having me what a great conversation I love talking about it so I appreciate the time. Of course. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adding Chrome to Your Community. Again, I'm your host, Leah Biscardi. And please remember that you can listen to the future episodes every Wednesday night at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you'd like to join our community, we have a group on Facebook called Evaluate Your Product-Based Business Beyond the Brick and Mortar. And as always, you can find my information on Kodachrome Photoco, both on Facebook and Instagram. Coming soon, there is a product photography school coming, and I would love to have you join. Thank you, and have a great night.